Great chiropractors and physical therapists are under constant pressure of declining insurance reimbursements and long hours. But did you know there's a way to double your profit without working more? By building a gym onto your practice, you can earn more income, stabilize your business, and be a hero to your family, patients, and team. It's a big undertaking with a huge reward. Dr. Josh Satterley has done it, changed his life, and now wants to help you do the same. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. Welcome to Clinic Gym Radio. I am your host, Dr. Josh Satterley. And thank you very much for tuning in today. I am very excited to be talking today with Brendan Rierick. Brendan, how are you? I'm great, Josh. Happy New Year, my friend. Hey, thank you very much, Brendan. Now, Brendan is calling us all the way live from the Bay Area via Boston, so hitting both coasts. And uh, can you give everybody a little bit of your background, how you ended up in San Francisco from Boston? Oh, my. Uh, you want me to start from the beginning or you want the, you want the short story or the long version? Well, we only got 45 minutes a day. So let's start out in Boston. What, what, uh, what were you doing out there? Uh, in Boston. So I went to UMass Amherst to be a, well, I went in for kinesiology. I didn't know that where that was going to take me. My main goal was to always be a strength coach in the NFL. Um, but that took me to, uh, Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning, which is in Woburn, Massachusetts. Uh, after I graduated from college, I learned a lot from that man as my mentor under the tutelage of Mike. And from there, uh, I started from the bottom, made my worked my way to the uh, top of the food chain there. About five years, I was leading the internship program, and I was the fitness director. Uh, and then a little uh, life. Event took me out to San Francisco by choice, and I started personal training out there to get my grounding. And then I recently got a job at a uh, actual healthcare slash lifestyle medical company, uh, and I'm working on the fitness end of their medical home, and we're integrating fitness into uh, their clinic, which includes MDs, uh, behavioral health, nutritionists, and uh, PTs, chiros, massage therapists, and acupuncture. Well, and fantastic. That's where I am now. <clears throat> yeah, that pretty much ties in perfectly with what we're talking about because we're encouraging <laughs> yeah. chiros and PTs to add a gym to their uh, to their clinic. And really, as you can see, there, there are no lines there, there right? There's no, no stopping point, no walls. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, let's go back to uh, your time at uh, Mike Boyle Strength and Initiating because uh, I met you many moons ago in the beautiful streets of Providence, uh, Rhode Island, as we were working with Tom Plummer. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. what really impressed me is you aren't, weren't just a strength coach. You actually developed some curriculum that I am a huge fan of called the CFSC. Can you kind of go into the details of the birthplace of the CFSC, what those letters stand for and what it's all about? So the CFSC is Certified Functional Strength Coach. And Coach Boyle had actually been asked many, many times over the years to start a certification. And he already had the mentorship program where you go to Boyles and you learn from Mike for four or five days, but he had never really created a system for it. He had never really put it into like a course or uh, something that you could take home with you or we could this, bring. This was one of those uh, mentorships where it's like, Hey, I'm going to spit a bunch of great information at you. Try and keep up, take notes. And when you're not taking notes, actually perform it. When you're not performing it, try and let your brain catch up. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So and we wanted sometime, to turn it. 
So, um, well, we, we wanted to turn it into something like, like I mentioned, you could take home with you and then use for a long time. And when I was there, uh, I, my, my brain doesn't work in a linear fashion. I need, I need systems. I need things that I, where do I go next? What do I do if something goes wrong? So I took all, everything that Mike was teaching us. And I, I, we, we were reading this book as part of our staffing It's called checklist manifesto. And the premise of the book is that doctors work a lot better and have a lot more success. And there's a lot less, uh, uh, injury, death and infection rates when they use a system that everyone checks off that they did X, Y, and Z. So we would, why not do that with our programming? And was, we started building out, uh, checklist for every single exercise. So for example, if I use a split squat, uh, if body weight split, split squat is the exercise we're selecting, uh, where would you go next? And for us, it would be a goblet split squat. And then you would go to a farmer, farmer hold or two dumbbell split squat. And then you would go to a uh, rear foot elevated split squat or what most people would call Bulgarian split squat. And then you would go to X men. So you can see how you can do that for every exercise. And then if you couldn't do a split squat, say body weight, which if you're in the rehab setting, you will have people coming in who are detrained, uh, deconditioned, or they're going through rehab. They just got knee surgery that they can't do a body weight split squat. What do you do with those people? So then you start to regress them. So you say, okay, you can't do a body weight split squat. Let's do it with uh, two PVC pipes in your hands. So you can have a little upper body help, or you could do it with a TRX or like, and then you can start scaling down uh, your, your, split squat all the way down to what the FMS would call an inline lunge. Uh, and then you can start breaking out like the ankle joint, the hip joint, the knee joint. So you can see how you can progress all the way from just an ankle joint to a Bulgarian split squat, which would be your end goal because a Bulgarian split squat shows us uh, fitness that you are robust to do anything you choose to do in your life. Um, and there so might be, we, there might be 10 steps along the way, but you have identified where to go next and where to go if you, they cannot complete it. All, all exactly. 10 or 12 or eight steps, right? Exactly. And, and that is the premise of the CFSC course. So when you come in, you'll, that is what we'll be teaching you for a 10 hour hands-on session. And before you're even, you even come to the course, you are required to do about, I believe it's about 20 hours of uh, watching videos and reading Coach Boyle's book. There's a 50 question uh, exam online to take before you even get there. So there's prerequisites. Um, so you're coming in with a certain knowledge base so that when you get there, we're ready to rock and we are ready to just go right into hands-on. There's no lectures. There's none of that. You are doing, you are coaching, you are teaching. And the, and the big reason why we started this is because all the certifications out there, you've got NASM, you've got NSCA, you've got ACE. ISSA, uh, none of those certs, none of those certifications require that you are physically fit or able to do any of those things that you can demo any of those things and that you can coach any of those things. And those, that's our big sell is that you have to coach demo and teach in order to get your certification. So at the end of the day, there's a five, uh, question exam where you have to actually show us those things in front of a coach live with another human being and prove that you are able to coach, not that you can just sit down at a desk and, and read a book and take a test. 
Right. And I think it's like for uh, us, that's the gold standard where we want to see everyone get to. I think it's like CPR class where it's like, hey, that's great that you know how many breaths and how many compressions, but get on the dummy and do it. You know, like exactly. it doesn't matter if you can't actually administrate it. So, which is the crazy thing that you know, all these certification certifying bodies forget is it's like, hey, at some point, this person's going to be in front of a client and they'll need to know to actually what to do, not just why we do it, you know, not just the, uh, what, what are, what are the actin and myosin uh, doing in the body, but how about this person in front of me? What do I do with them right now? And if they can't right. do that, where do I go? And yeah, I think a lot of people lose that, the, 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 that coaching is also a, a human interaction. It's not just X's and O's on paper. Um, yeah. And that you, you, it's a psychology session as well. You, you have to create the, a relationship with this person and you have to be able to communicate with that person, not just do you look like you can do it. <laughs> that does not qualify you. And that you read a book and like you mentioned that you know the Krebs cycle or none of that stuff matters when you stand in front of a human being. And on the flip side, if you've just been learning fitness via Instagram, uh, you're going to be found out pretty quick as well, right? <laughs> this is true. This is very true. All the, all the Instagram heroes uh, are going to be angry at us. But anyway, so, so they'll leave the level one. Now, there's a couple levels to the CFSC program, right? Correct. Correct. So level one is more for our, it's our base. You're building the foundation and it's more geared towards the adult or general population, even the youth population. Our level two course is set up for athletes. Um, it's... The biggest difference is that you're getting into more of the speed and agility work. Uh, you're getting into clean. So you don't throw out all the stuff that you learned in level one. That stuff's all very important. All our athletes still do all the level one material. That's how they warm up. That's how they prep. But they do do the extra uh, clean snatches, kettlebell work, uh, sprints. And then they do a lot more conditioning stuff. So our adults and our general pop are limited to certain conditioning tools, whereas athletes are going to be doing more shuttle runs and uh, slide boards, uh, heavy sled work, stuff like that. So I, you can still use all that stuff with the general pop, but it's much more geared towards your, uh, your younger athletes who are a little more resilient. Uh, we're talking college kids, high school kids. Yeah. Now, the great thing about the program, too, is it's not just like we, you know, we gave the, the uh, example earlier of how to get to a Bulgarian split squat from a, from a lim limitation in ankle dorsiflexion, but it's not just lower body split, um, uh, split stance strengthening, right? It's, there's, you go over how to strengthen the core, you go over agility ladders, you go over medicine ball work and rotational uh, strength, and uh, what else do you cover? What are the big kind of brushstrokes uh, so in the system? Uh, well, we start with uh, our mobility work. So that's foam rolling, stretching, and then we get into our stability work or corrective work, which is all uh, funneled off the FMS correctives. And then we make our way to our dynamic warm-up, <clears throat> which is, they look a lot like track drills. Uh, if, you, if you were to come and watch in the gym, you would say, these people, you guys look like you do, we look like we're doing a yoga class, and then we look like we're doing a track workout, and then even before we even touch a weight. And then, like you mentioned, we'll go to our med ball work and some plyo work. So everyone's doing some sort of plyo, whether it's uh, ladder drills or box jumps or hurdle jumps. And then after about 35 to 45 minutes of just warming up and doing movement prep, 
we'll move on to our strength work, which all of our strength work is in 10 categories. So you have your hip dominant, your knee dominant, your vertical push, your vertical pull, your uh, anti-rotation, lateral flexion, and anti-extension. And I'm missing one and I can't remember what it is. Did I say vertical? Vertical push, vertical pull. I yep, said horizontal. So then vertical push and vertical pull. Vertical press, um, vertical and horizontal press. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. And so we have all those categories. And what we're trying to do is we do total body workouts every single day because if you train real people, uh, the average person is going to come into the gym and see you two or three days a week. You're, that's gonna, you're gonna grab 80% of the population there. So, so therefore, we're always a, doing a conjugated, a conjugated, uh, periodized, uh, and since you're obviously controlling their sleep and nutrition, you need to periodize uh, right. based on the factors that they're gonna be there 14 times this week, right? Yes, and you've gotta, pro, you've gotta build that out for the next seven years. Right, because they're gonna follow it to a T. Or, right. Well, you, you need them to peak in seven years. That's, that's what we, <laughs> or we could be dealing with the 99% of all the gym goers, which are uh, adults that have the money to pay you that exactly. also have kids, a demanding job, a demanding family and want to do something else than go to the gym for endless number of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but you always got to remember that you're training uh, them. You're not training yourself. <laughs> and so trainers love to train people how they train but most people don't live in a gym and spend five, six days a week uh, training for two to three hours. And so we just do total body. We don't have upper body splits. Uh, so that means you're always going to get a, uh, a push, a pull, a leg, and a core if you want to keep it really, really simple. So push, pull, leg, core. We'll do uh, quad sets, superset. We'll do uh, tricets or quad sets. So uh, one, two, three. Are you saying, are you saying tricep, one, two, three. tricep pushdowns and, and quad burners? Like yes. Machine? Yes, you got it. Um, no, we're, we're all free weights, but we do, we, we are not um, one, we are not uh, stuck on just one piece of equipment. We use sandbags, kettlebells, barbells. We have Kaisers at the gym, but pulleys or bands work as well. Uh, we got sandbags, we got sleds, we got uh, we just use whatever tool we feel is the best for the job. And also we remember that every tool creates a regression or progression as well, uh, depending on how you use it. Mm-hmm. So we'll use any, whatever tool we have. Um, it keeps the variety going as well. Uh, and those, so in that 30 to 35 minutes of strength training, we'll get in all 10 of our movements somehow, some way. And then at the end of the, the workout will always be uh, conditioning. Uh, and we use bikes, sleds, uh, ropes, uh, <clears throat> sprints, shuttles, all of those things. And, and in this course, you will literally start at 8 a.m. in the morning and we'll start foam roll stretch. We'll explain the why, the how, the regressions, progressions. We'll move to movement prep. We'll strength train and then we'll condition and that takes about eight hours and then it's, uh, everyone's got a test at the end. And so it's about a 10 hour day, uh, to be certified with, uh, with our program. And our hope is that all the employers out there and anyone who is part of the CFSC knows that the person they're going to hire or the person that I'm going to recommend one of my clients to, that if they're CFSC certified, that they had to perform 
and had to go through a rigorous day of training and that you can probably uh, trust this person to not hurt whoever it is that you're going to send them. And I, Kevin, uh, my business partner always says that I want to know that this person could train my mom or dad. So when I'm, when I'm there testing you and I'm going to pass or fail you, I think to myself, okay, would I let this person train my mom or dad? Yes or no. (laughs) So it is based off of a point system. Uh, You got to get 11 out of 13 points. Um, Mm -hmm. So, but we do have a 20% fail rate. Right. So if if you're not prepared, you can protecting the, you're protecting the public at that point, right? Correct. Exactly. And the reputation of the cert, because again, we want, we don't want to just hand out uh, gold medals for everyone. We want to be sure (laughs) that, uh, that if I'm going to send this person to you, that I can trust that you're going to, you're going to uphold what it is that we want the CFSC to, to be recognized as in the industry. Yeah. I think one of the greatest parts going back to where you started, you know, you start off with foam rolling, you start off with, uh, then you do some correctives and stability work. So tools wise, equipment wise, you started mm-hmm. with foam rolling, maybe a, a, a softball or, or a lacrosse ball for some uh, pinpoint mobility work. Then you move into some corrective work, which is usually mini bands and, and other pretty low dollar equipment, right? Then you move into right. a dynamic warm up, which maybe you have a ladder, maybe you have a couple other things, cones, but it's really, you know, you could just have open space. Hell, you could have a parking lot. That's all you need. So yep. for the first 20 to 30 minutes of a class, for all these people that hit me up and they're like, oh, I only have this many square feet or I don't have any money to start. Like we're talking about literally a couple hundred dollars of equipment, if that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you only have room for four people in your office, you need four foam rollers or even two. You could do a two and two kind of split. Some mini bands and one agility ladder, you're out 150 bucks. If that's too much to start, like just stop now and go get a job somewhere. But <laughs> I think the best part is like when we took your, your course and we really looked at all the equipment we have in the gym, you start looking around going, God, we have a bunch of useless crap, which means it's all stuff yeah. that you would have paid for. So I think it's great if you take the CFSC long before you ever build out your gym, take that class and look at what are you really going to use? Like so many people are like, well, I'm a kettlebell guy. So I use, you know, I want to have uh, two 106 pound kettlebells. And it's like, okay, like what are you going to use them for besides holding down the floor? Because just the shipping's a thousand dollars, right? Your UPS guy hates you. He's, he's, you know, spitting on all your packages and everything after that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, what do you really need? So can you go into, maybe can you help some people out that are really on a tight budget with equipment selection? Because we talked about, you know, Boyle's place, you got Kaiser machines and that's great. Right. But let's say I want to go super cheap. (laughs) What pieces of equipment do you think you get the biggest ROI out of? Well, that's a great question. Then you made a great point that the first 45 minutes of our workout would cost you per person less than $50. Uh, You're looking at So I I actually have a program that I send to a lot of my clients. They're like, hey, what do I do in a hotel room? I got an eight by eight space. Here you go. It's foam rolling. So you got to buy a foam roller. You can get a tennis ball anywhere. Uh, Then you get some mini bands. You get one or two different tensions. You don't need the super heavy one. You just need a a little bit of tension to use. You maybe get a super band or two. Um, You can get, uh, I use yoga blocks a lot get off those off Amazon for 10, $15 nine bucks a pair. Yeah. Nine bucks a pair. So a lot of, I do a lot of yoga block stuff. Um, maybe a mat to lay on 
uh, what else are we looking at here? And then I would probably suggest one or two kettlebells because you can, you can do almost anything with a 16 and a 24 if you're a male and uh, eight and a 12 or an eight and a 16 if you're female. Now, just for um, all those uh, non-metric nerds out there, can you, uh, you spoke in <laughs> kilograms, right? Yes, kilograms. Sorry. Right. Um, it's, it's not, it's, it's so more, you're looking at 35 and, and 64 pounds yeah. or yeah, 60 pounds. Um, so yeah, but you can do, I would, I would venture you could do 70 to 75% of our CFSC program with just that amount of equipment that I just mentioned. So I'd have, uh, you, I'd have you, multiple mini bands. I'd have, uh, one foam roller per person in class. I'd have Correct. one tennis ball per person in class. I'd have yep. two different uh, mini bands per person in class. A, a yellow, right. the super light ones from our friends over at Perform right. Better, by the way. Uh, Brendan's a huge fan of Perform Better, as am I, because they're, they're the best in the industry. Best customer service you'll ever, you'll ever get from any company, hands down. Yes. To the point where we're talking about it without them giving us money or giving us anything, but they, they've hooked yes. us all up. <laughs> so you have your mini bands. You need a one... Um, you're calling a super, super banders. Yeah. Jump, jump stretch, jump stretch band. band. Yeah. Which are the three foot long, uh, bands. And those are about at the bands we're looking at maybe 20, 20 bucks. bucks. Yeah. I need a place to anchor those, but that could just be eye, eye hooks in the wall. I don't even need a rig at this point. Right. Right. Nope. And then from there, what would, what else would you said? The kettlebells. So, um, yeah, four different weights of kettlebells. Mm-hmm. What would so be you're your looking at investment? probably 250 bucks. My next investment probably would be a would be a rack i think because okay. you you can because you can put the rack i mean you can get a rack for 500 bucks and then you can hang the you can hang the uh the bands you can do chin-ups and pull-ups you can stretch off of it you can get a barbell and do some barbell stuff with that so you can you have a lot of options when you have a rack it starts um, becoming if like a attachment point more than just a barbell lifting platform, right? You got it. You got it. Yeah. Cause uh, well, and the bench helps too. So then you have something that you can lay on. You got something that you can put your foot on. You got something that you can stand on. Um, so elevate, maybe, elevate that maybe even foot. the, yeah, even maybe even the bench before the rack. Uh, okay. so I would go bench next and then I would go add the rack after so, that with, with a barbell and some plates, some yoga blocks. Um, oh, a couple <laughs> details. Uh, Airx pads are the equivalent, right? Right, Airx pads. Uh, but even then, you can. I, I have a lot of people that don't want to pay for the Airx pads, and they just use the the mat on the ground, roll it up, and as long as you got something padded to kneel on, mm-hmm. you can use a, a mat that you were you were using to lay on. Um, you know, not to pimp perform better anymore, but have you seen they have like a little half size economy pad now? They do. Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. it's great. A half few of those. Too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> a few of those. Uh, how, uh, but, how about a TRX or some sort of rings trainer? I, rings? I'm a fan. I'm a bigger fan. You know why I like rings is because you can split them. Okay. Uh, the TRX with meets in the middle. I mean, you can use either or, but mm-hmm. rings are rings are cheaper. Uh, <laughs> I don't TRX doesn't pay me, so I can say that. Um, rings are cheaper, and you can split them. They're forty bucks, fifty bucks, uh, and again, you can hang those off the rack if you have a rack. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know what else you would more you would need than that other than space and people. Because <laughs> then you would just start to build out from there. Yeah, um, and if you had a lot of money, I think a, a, 
a dumbbell rack with varying, you know, increasing weights of dumbbells. But even then, what's great about the CFSC is you're not, you're rarely using them in pairs. I mean, somebody's got to progress pretty far to get to a pair of dumbbells. Most likely you're losing, you're using a single dumbbell in a goblet position and you're maximizing even every pair of dumbbells you purchase. You got it. And like we talked about the 99% of people that are paying your bills are not monsters. (laughs) They're not people that are playing in the NFL. I mean, yes, there are those anomalies and those coaches, but they're already out there doing those things. Most of the people that, and if you're working in a rehab setting or a clinic setting, nobody's looking there to, to lift heavy weights or to, to max out their squat or double body weight, their deadlift. Uh, right. That stuff can all come later, but you can grab 80% of the people with just those few things that we mentioned, even before you get a rack or a barbell or any of that. Are you a chiropractor or physical therapist working long hours, worrying about lower repayments and missing out on quality time with your family? You can double your income without working more hours by adding a gym to your practice. Clinic Gym Hybrid Solutions has a step-by-step guide that dramatically simplifies and speeds up the addition of a fitness center and its monthly recurring revenue. In just six months, you can be on your way to freedom. Visit clinicgymhybrid.com today for a free downloadable PDF and complimentary consultation to get you started. That's clinicgymhybrid.com. Besides the CFSC, for those of us, so we got clinicians listening, they're chiropractors mm-hmm. and PTs, and you know they're thinking, all right, I'm going to send my, you know, my right hand uh, man or woman to this course. Um, and and my suggestion, by the way, go with them, go with them to take this course because my rehab changed based on what I learned at the CFSC. But if they're trying to develop the ultimate trainer in their business, uh, their ultimate assistant, Brennan, and they have, mm-hmm. they're certified in the CFSC, what else would you kind of bolt onto that to make this person able to handle 90% of all the things you get in? So those lower level pain-based clients, all yep. the way up to the performance people that are just trying to stay healthy. What other certifications or classes or, or techniques would you suggest they uh, learn and understand? Great question. So the first one would be the FMS uh, from a trainer's perspective. And and that's my, that's my return to play. Uh, And then for the trainer, I would say take the SFMA just for the education piece. You don't even have to do it, but if you want to speak clinician and trainer and want to know what goes into each FMS screen, like the, almost the whys of the FMS, like why we're doing, inline lunge and why overhead squat matters even more than you already learn mm-hmm. in the, the FMS course. The SFMA is huge in that perspective, even if you're never going to do one, just from an educational standpoint. It's a unified language. I mean, people underestimate how much systematizing, like your checklist manifesto idea. It, if you have a unified language where we all agree, you are going to do three times as much work with uh, 50% as much communication because we're all using the same languages to describe it. I always right. tell people every SFMA I teach, I tell the story, you know, if, if I go to the South, uh, who's, who's one of our favorite trainers who lives in the South here, Brendan? Can you think of anybody that's in like the deep South of like Arkansas Drew, or Alabama? Drew, Drew Massey. Oh yeah. Andy, Drew Massey, Andy McCoy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So we go down <laughs> to visit them. We go to a restaurant. They're going to offer us grits, right? And grits are yeah ground up corn mixed with broth or water and they're going to sell it to us for, I don't know, a buck 50. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you come here to my town, Las Vegas, or we go to fancy pants, San Francisco, where you live and mm-hmm. we go to a nice restaurant, uh, they may have something called polenta 
right? <laughs> and polenta is ground up corn mixed with spring water or uh, organic chicken broth. And when they bring it out, it's not going to be $1.50. It's going to be $45, right? right? Now, we can argue that they're the same thing, except somebody is getting paid $45 a plate and somebody else is getting $1.50 a plate. So if we're going to have a unified language, by the way, let's go for the one that pays more. Let's go, let's start serving people polenta. So when Brendan talks about progressions and regressions, what he's really talking about is good training. But you know what? If we tell our clients, hey, congratulations, Mr. Smith, you just progressed into this next exercise. They feel pretty tingly inside, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So you suggested the FMS, sorry, there's my little diatribe about it, but God dang it, we need to use the same language when we describe things, whether it's a, a, a fitness based uh, recovery or if it's an injury or whatever, but let's just have the same God blessed uh, language to describe it. Drives uh-huh. me nuts. Anyway, so FMS, CFSC, what else would you uh, suggest? You said the uh, FMA for the trainer. Right. Get him for to the, understand the basics. Yep. Just, and yeah, to, to be able to integrate well with the clinicians. Uh, I do like Andrea Spina's uh, functional range conditioning course. Um, FRC. FRC. And what I love about it is it's, for me, it's about the first, uh, as a trainer, it's about the first 20 minutes of our workout. It it was a game changer for us in that aspect. It didn't really affect our, maybe affected our strength training a little bit. It didn't affect our conditioning or our dynamic stuff, but it definitely affected our mobility work, our stability work, and a little bit of our strength stuff. I think it's it would be also huge for PTs and clinicians t- because you could bridge that gap between the beginning of the training session and what the clinicians are doing in the office. Um, so that would be great for the team to do as well. Um, I don't, I haven't taken, um, I've taken his palpation courses as a massage therapist. Those are valuable as well, but not for a trainer. Uh, but so I think the FRC is good. I like, uh, I'm a big fan of PRI. Uh, the, you can't really use the exercises. I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole now. This would be my, like, my very last one. I wouldn't start with PRI. I would take PRI's myokinematics course just for the anatomy. It is the most amazing anatomy course I've ever taken in my life, and it blows any anatomy course you've ever taken out of the water, and you learn, obviously, just like you, as you progress and you educate yourself, you learn that everything you learned in school was wrong. <laughs> um, it's so not that, just red dots and blue dots in a book? No, and it's not just my, my bicep flexes my arm. Um, that's dead anatomy. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, real live uh, anatomy in that you have your heart on the left side, you have a liver on the right. So like you are, we are physically made asymmetrically and we're supposed to be asymmetrical now. There's about a, I believe, I've heard Greg Cook say this, um, FMS, that there's about a 10% difference that is allowable to up to 20%. Um, that can be advantageous because of the different pieces of anatomy we have on each side of the body and organs are in different places. So we are, we are supposed to be asymmetrical to a point. Obviously, mm-hmm. when it goes too far, that's a different issue. But uh, yeah, just the, the PRI stuff. So functional range and conditioning and PRI would be my next two courses after I've already taken, obviously, the CFSC and uh, FMS and the SFMA. Yeah, I think for those of you who are listening to this, I think start with the CFSC, go with your trainer, or start with the FMS, go with your trainer. You can't go wrong there. I just think that dollar for dollar, uh, the ROI is much higher with the CFSC because 
The FMS is great about the assessment or the, sorry, the, uh, you know, the screening on the front end, but if this, if you don't have great exercise, it's hard to keep those clients long-term and the CFSC right. will honor the FMS while giving you what to do today. So, uh, let me switch gears here a little bit cause we're winding down our time here, Brendan, but, mm-hmm. um, you're a highly sought after, uh, you know, instructor worldwide. And I, I appreciate you taking the time with us today. By the way, before we go any further, how can people find a CFSC course? CFSC course, it's certifiedfsc.com. Certifiedfsc.com. That is also our at Instagram account as well. So at CFSC. And I'll, put, sorry, a link to, I'll put a link to the certified. Sign- Certified FSC. Cool. Sorry, I'll put a I, link I to uh, the sign up page on your website on our show notes so people can just click on that to find it. But Very good. let's talk about the fact that we're working with <laughs> clinicians uh, serving this in adding a gym. It's going to be a higher end facility. And I love the fact that you're out there in San Francisco because it is not uncommon for a single personal training session. Well, tell everybody what are the price ranges in San Francisco, so they can have their mind blown if they're hanging out in uh, Arkansas. For a personal training session, I can charge anywhere between one twenty-five and two hundred and fifty, depending on what you want. And then if you're going in home, you can start going upwards of three to four out here. <laughs> that's for one one-hour training session, right? That's that's for one one-hour training session. That's correct. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to always be at the higher end of the uh, spectrum uh, cost-wise because. Uh, we are a clinic adding a gym. This is not just a, uh, another gym, but what are some of the things you see that uh, for that higher end service environment that really matter? For example, I know that it's, it's little things, but having a program on a sheet of paper impresses people, right? To show them where they're yes. progressing and regressing, regressing. Can you discuss some of the things you've seen that really crank up the value so you can justify a $250 an hour uh, training session? Uh, yes. Well, uh, like you mentioned that you come prepared and you look like you're prepared. That is very helpful. Uh, two, I think people need to remember that, uh, these, that this person needs to spend an entire hour with you. Uh, and so you have to be personable. You have to be, you have to have communication. You have to be, uh, sending texts. You have to answer emails. You have to answer phone calls. And it's amazing to me how many trainers and gyms and, there are, you know, trainers and the owners are always, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Well, now, let me you, just be clear wanna... there. They're not sending texts during the hour you're working with the person. They're, they're Correct. following up on the client's texts and emails, right? Correct. Right. <laughs> yes. That is a bit pet peeve of mine. If you, that's why I always have all of my stuff written out on a sheet of paper and a clipboard, because if I do have my phone in front of me and I hear people all the time say, well, I use my phone to put my programs on it still looks bad. And that person doesn't know if you're actually looking at their program or if you're scrolling through Instagram or, or reading your last text message or watching a YouTube video. Right. So I think it's important the way you present yourself professionally and the way you communicate for sure. And it's a, in, in the world that we're in, because everyone's so goddamn distracted, distracted all the time, that increases your value almost more than anything that I've seen. Um, other things in the, in the place that I am, uh, technology is huge. I'm in obviously the tech bubble in San Francisco. So it is almost worth it or advantageous for 
companies or gyms out here where I am to pay the extra money for things like Kaisers and iPads to check in on, uh, Tendo units, uh, wearable bracelets, um, uh, my zones, like stuff like that, because people love data. People love the technology. Obviously this is not something that you would go out and pay for right away if you don't have the money yet. But, um, because people expect that out here, you almost have to do it now to keep up with everyone else and to, to show everyone that you are staying at the forefront that you use technology. Um, when it, with my one-on-one sessions, that's a little bit different. This is if I was, uh, opening a clinic, uh, or opening a gym. I think yeah. it's important to have those, those extra bells and whistles from that standpoint. If, if you're dealing with, uh, the, the higher end client. Yep. And uh, integrate them too, by the way, when, when you have the MyZone, <laughs> teach the people what the hell the numbers mean and how to improve it and how to, you know, uh, and I think the same goes for that paper program. Like you're talking about, uh, you know, start of the year, give them some goals, say, Hey, I know we're at this, you know, we're at uh, R one in here with the regret, the first regression of this exercise, but I'd like to see you in March, maybe be at uh, the first progression. You know, we're going to get to our baseline exercise and then progress from there and start right. setting some goals and show them on paper where it's going to go and what they need to get to. Because when you draw that forward path out with your clients, it's amazing how like your retention issue goes away, right? Right. And if, they think, and if you can ahead. integrate this, if you can integrate that with the specialists that they're working with in your clinic, the chiros, the PTs, the massage service, the ACUs, and I love the begin with the end in mind by like, Stephen Covey. So like you say, hey, like you mentioned it's first of the year, like, I know where we are now, but where do you want to be in six months? And then you say, okay, in six months, that's where you want to be. Well, then we're going to work backwards. You want to run a marathon in six months. Okay. Well, uh, two weeks before that, you got to be running this far two weeks before that you got to run this far before that you got to run this far. So that means that this week, this is how much you need to run in order to get there. So you, you start with the end in mind and you work your way there. Um, and I just, I love that begin with the end in mind ideal. <laughs> yeah. And so many people look at fitness as just like, Hey, I'm going to show up here. I'm going to talk to a guy in a dirty t-shirt who's uh, e- currently eating out of Tupperware as he, yeah. uh, eating into the first seven minutes of my uh, session here. We're going to kind of chit chat about some things. I'm not really sure what he's going to do because he's kind of developing it as we go. And, uh, there's not, you know, it's a, what is that? Learn helplessness. There's not too much of an expectation because let's be honest, he's not really going to put too much effort into this. If you can yeah. step back from that and go, we have a systemized program. I can show you every step of the way. I can point to what's next, where you've been, where you're going and draw it out for the next six months. It is not hard to step over the low bar that is the fitness industry. Would you agree? Agreed. I would, yeah. I would agree 100%. And that's also what I meant by communication, uh, showing up, uh, looking the part, having everything prepared, uh, texting the client the day before to confirm, uh, sending them an email after at the end saying, Hey, it was nice to meet you. Great job. This is what we did today. I hope to see you again. Like that little stuff makes a huge freaking difference for retention, for sales, uh, and getting people in the door and keeping them in the door. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, Brennan, you are just a wealth of information. I really appreciate you spending time here. So once again, I'll put a, uh, a link in the show notes for everybody to find a CFSC course. 
Um, there, you guys are going international now, right? Uh, yeah, and we, <clears throat> Kevin, go, I think Kevin went to Germany six times last year. I went to Australia, Brazil, Costa Rica. I go to Mexico in a few weeks. Um, yeah, we're, we're all over the map. It's, it's, it's way bigger than anything I thought it would ever be. <laughs> hey man, that's but awesome. It's, Congratulations on all your success. Thank uh, you. Thank you know, you. the first night I met you, I, you and Kevin and I and Tom Plummer were walking through Providence, Rhode Island. I don't know if you remember, but your eyes were rolling back in your head because you were so tired. Because if I remember right, you had taught a 5 a.m. class at Boyle's Place, <laughs> taught all day, yep. drove up to this, uh, this workshop, and we worked basically all day, and then we're out till midnight. So you hadn't, you hadn't seen a bed in God knows how long, but uh, look at yeah, where you are now, man. That, that is very true. I was also 23 years old, and that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, hey, congratulations so. on all your success, number one. And secondly, uh, thank you very much for taking the time. We'd love to have you back on the podcast. And uh, until then, we should send people, once again, can you tell us the website for people to get hooked up with the CFSC? So certifiedfsc.com, certifiedfsc.com. Fantastic. And Brendan Rerick, they can find you on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff if they have questions. Is that right? They can. I, we can put that in the notes as well. All right. Very cool. Well, listen, everybody, on behalf of Brendan Rerick, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying, go out there, maximize your license through learning about the CFSC and live the life you dreamt of. Thank you very much, Brendan. Thank you, Josh. Take care. Thanks for listening to Clinic Gym Radio. If you're ready to double your profit without working longer hours, please visit clinicgymhybrid.com and find out how easy it is to get started on your path to freedom. That's clinicgymhybrid.com.